The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone, and I'm so appreciative of all the acknowledgement that you're constantly doing and sharing our show with other people. It's so great that we're able to be in 127 countries talking with people about how to be an intentional spirit. Not only talking, but moving forward with walking, as well as instead of rules that we tend to be bombarded with in our society of living in boxes, our show and the purpose of our show and our guest is to offer tools and I tell you, bar none, that we have a guest today, Noah St. John, that he is offering some tools for a better life. Noah, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Temple. It's so great to be back here with you today. Well, I, I always love having you on the show, and we always get so many comments from people because it really helps them, your whole philosophy and your style of teaching, and to just kind of painting a, an idea for people to think about or an awareness is Noah is the author of the book called The Book of Affirmations. Now, Noah, all my life, uh, well, the majority of my life, I've heard about, let me do my affirmations. Let me do my positive affirmations. Um, and yet your book is called Of Affirmations. Affirmations, like form. What what is that about? What's that related to our thinking process? Like you just shared, Temple. I too was raised with you know using affirmations, and which mm-hmm. of course we all know are positive statements of things that we want to be true in our life, and they help millions and millions of people. And affirmations are wonderful, wonderful tools that really we should all use, and and they're very, very effective. The problem is, um, going back just to paint you a a little picture, um, I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood. And what that meant was, I know it sounds funny, I grew up in this little town called Kennebunkport, Maine, and there was great wealth all around me, but my family was dirt poor. So I saw this huge dichotomy between the haves, which was everyone else, and the have-nots, which was my family. So from the time that I was very young, I wanted to make something in my life, so I started reading all these books on personal growth, personal development, and they all said to use these 
statements, these affirmations, positive statements. So naturally, I tried it. I tried it. I worked really, really hard at it. Well, fast forward many years later to April 1997, and I was a 30-year-old college student at the time, and I was very unhappy. I was divorced. I was broke. I had less than $800 to my name, and I was living in this tiny dorm room that was so small with all my worldly possessions in it that if you stood in the middle of the room and put your arms out to both sides, you could touch the walls on both sides. So that's when I realized there was a problem because I said, now, wait a second. I've been reading these books. I've known everything they told me to do, but why am I so not successful? There's got to be something missing here. What is missing? And so in the book, I I share a story that, that, um, well, it was... What I call it is the shower that changed everything. And so <laughs> for Noah, and for that would be significant for a guy named Noah, right? A lot of showering. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of water. Yeah. And so did you ever, you know, for everyone listening, you ever get those ideas in the shower, those epiphanies, those aha moments? I think they've mm-hmm. happened to all of us probably. And so on this particular morning, it was April 24th, 1997, and I was asking myself these questions about what was missing because all around my little dorm room were all these little pieces of paper that I'd written all these positive statements on. I am happy. I am wealthy. I am rich. I am prosperous. I'm successful. The problem was I wasn't any of those things, and not only that, I felt even worse about myself because I've been trying so hard and doing everything they told me to do. So in the shower that morning, I'm thinking about all this stuff, all these thoughts rattling around in my head. And finally, I said, now, wait a second. What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about beliefs because we all know that if you want to change your life, you have to change your beliefs, and and that's totally true. And then I said, well, what is a belief? And I said, well, a belief is a thought. Okay, but what is a thought? And I started to think about it, and I said, what is human thought? And that's when I realized that human thought is the process of asking and searching for answers to questions. In fact, I'll prove it to you right now. And everybody listening, just play along with me. We're going to do a fun little exercise. Take about 10 seconds. So, Temple, I'm going to do this with you. And I'm going to ask you a question, and I want you to see what happens. Okay? Okay. So here's here's the question. Why is the sky blue? Why is the sky blue? Now, let's pause for a second. Now, what is happening in your brain, Temple, right now? I'm I'm starting to give myself all these reasons and answers as to why the sky would be blue. Anything from, well, because that's how I learned to color it in first grade, to, well, the creator liked the color blue. It's a peaceful color, makes sense. Um, so I'm starting to give myself all these answers about why the sky is blue. So what you're saying is your brain is searching for the answer to the question, right? That's what automatically happened, didn't it? Exactly. So, and I think everyone listening, I think that's what happened to all this, right? You ask a question, and then your brain automatically starts to search for the answer. And now notice that you didn't have to try to do this. You didn't have to work at it. In fact, you couldn't not do it. It happened without your volition, in other words. You just Mm -hmm. automatically started to do it. So I said, wait a second. If the human mind is automatically searching for answers to questions, why are we going around making statements that we don't believe? Because the problem isn't with the statement. The problem is we don't believe the statement. Right? So let me give you an example of that. So let's take a classic statement or affirmation, right? 
Mm-hmm. I am rich, right? So if you really want to be wealthy and prosperous and successful, what's a great affirmation to say? I am rich. And your brain says, no, you're not. <laughs> right? Your brain goes, and I call it in the book, the yeah, right response. Your brain goes, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right? Isn't that true now? Of course, we want to believe these things, and there's a part of us that believes it, but there's a big part of us that says, well, look at my checkbook. No, it doesn't look so hot, right? And, I mean, your brain comes up with all these reasons that says, no, you're not rich, or you're not successful, you're not good enough, and all these things. So what you end up doing is fighting your own brain, right? So I said, wait a second. If that's true, and if it's also true that the human brain is always automatically searching for answers to questions, why don't we just cut out the middleman? <laughs> why don't we just go right to the question? And I said, well, let's see. I don't know. What would that look like? Well, let's see. You've got this statement or affirmation, I am rich, which your brain says, yeah, right. <laughs> and so what would the question be? Why am I so rich? Now, when you ask that question of your brain, what immediately starts to happen in your brain? You start to search for the answer. Now, we all know about the law of sowing and reaping. This is something that, of course, we've been taught for centuries, right? This is an ancient law. The greatest teachers on earth have taught this for centuries. As you sow, so shall you reap. But what are we sowing? We're sowing seeds of thought. But... What are most people doing? Sowing lousy thought seeds. Why am I so broke? Why am I so fat? Why can't I lose weight? Why can't I make more money? Why can't I meet the man or woman of my dreams? Why can't I get a date on Friday night? How come there's more months left at the end of the money? Right? You ask mm-hmm. lousy questions, and what do you get? Lousy, lousy answers. answers. Right, and that makes a lousy life. Now, remember, no one's doing this on purpose, right? This is happening unconsciously. But nevertheless, you're sowing the seeds anyway. Whether you're doing it consciously or unconsciously, it does not matter. And so I said, wait a second. What if instead of asking lousy questions that lead to lousy answers and create a lousy life, what if instead we flip the whole thing on its head, start asking empowering questions that lead to phenomenal answers and form a wonderful life. And as I was standing there in the shower temple, it was April 24, 1997, I said, holy cow, I think I just invented something. And so I had to give it a name. And what I did was I gave it the name of Affirmations. Now that's spelled A-F-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S, Affirmations. Not Affirmations, but Affirmations. And then just... To finish the story, what happened was I jumped out of the shower, ran to my computer. I had this little Apple computer. Remember, this was 1997. This was, this was actually eight months before Google was invented. I mean, so this was, I'm talking dinosaur times in the Internet. It was me and Al Gore pretty much on the Internet at that time. No, I'm kidding. But, I mean, it was a long time ago. That's but, uh, but anyway, I mean, I had no idea. Now, I was a religious studies major at the time. And in college, and I said, oh, my gosh, I just had this, like, epiphany, this discovery. Now what do I do? 
So I really didn't know what to do. So I just um, tried to learn how to put up a website. You know, I mean, I'm talking learning HTML. And I mean, back in those days, if anybody can remember that far back. And then it was, well, then well, now what do you do? Well, i got to write a book. Okay, how do you do that? I didn't know what I was doing, but I just had this mission, this vision that I wanted to share this with people around the world. Started, you know, put up my website, and I started selling my book, which was self-published, and people started to buy it from all around the world. I mean, you know, China and India and the U.K. and all over the United States and Canada. And then people started writing in that they were getting incredible results using our formations. And then I met a fellow... An author named Jack Canfield that we all know from Chicken Soup for the Soul. Now, this was 10 years before The Secret came out, by the way. This was still years and years before The Secret. But he had written a lot of Chicken Soup books, and, you know, he's very famous for that. So we met, and he found my self-published book. He loved it, sent it to the Chicken Soup people and said, you've got to publish this book. So that's how my first book, which was called Permission to Succeed, came out in 1999. Now, my latest book, as you mentioned, Temple, is out from Hay House called The Book of Affirmations. This is actually the fourth edition of this book. And now we've got literally thousands of case studies from people around the world who've used affirmations to double, even triple their income, um, to lose hundreds of pounds, find the love of their lives, get married, get their book published, get their dream job. I mean, just incredible, incredible results when people learn and use affirmations. I love that. I absolutely love that. Well, were you asking yourself a specific question also that then brought you to an awareness of everything falling in place from Jack Canfield to Hay House? I mean, have you been working with certain dynamics and certain questions yourself? Yeah, Obviously absolutely. you have. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you know, one of the one of the questions that I like to ask myself is why did everything work out better than I thought it would? And the reason that I do that is because I was raised by a, a worrying mom. You know, she's mm-hmm. just one of those worriers. Mm-hmm. And she's a, you know, she's a great mom and all that. But, you know, like many moms, she just worries about everything, you know, paying mm-hmm. the bills and all her kids and, you know, the sky is falling or whatever, you know. Right. And, and so I, I guess I sort of picked that up. And so I just tend to worry about everything. Oh, my gosh, what if that doesn't work and that doesn't work? And I can only see, you know, the worst case. That's just my natural tendency. So thank goodness I found affirmations or discovered them, invented them, and now I get to use, so I get to hear, I still hear that guy, you know, worrying about everything in my head, but I just now can affirm, and I go, hey, why did everything work out better than I thought it would? And, that, and things tend to work out better, like, for example, um, moving here to uh, the Midwest a few years ago, I, I only knew one person, I moved to this little town in Ohio called Green, Ohio, I knew one person, well, that's that friend introduced me to another friend who introduced me to this gorgeous blonde who now is my wife. So, I mean, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I couldn't have planned that in a million years. I mean, that was amazing. <laughs> wow. Because it does. It, it, it just keeps, I've been watching you through the years. I'm like, you go. You know, you're truly an intentional spirit because every every new level just keeps presenting itself to you. I just find it very exciting. Thank you. 
and even your book i mean i was i was looking at this while ago because i I also know in our listening audience we have tons of want to be known authors you know um and i'm i'm looking at even your your praise page you know jack canfield john gray harvey mckay stephen covey harvecker t harvecker and neil donald walsh i mean that's um not too shabby there bud I mean, that's some really good, really good people. Yeah, need a couple I, of I'm girls not, on there, you know, for universal balance. I'm just saying. But other do. than that, we I know. mean, you're rocking. <laughs> We've got Carol Richardson, Marsha Weeder, so we, and uh, Laurel Langmire. So we do have a few, a few girls on there, and they're awesome women. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just been such an honor to uh, to be there, and and you know, to have these these great leaders and mentors who endorsed me and endorsed my work and. Um, yeah, and then when you go to our website, um, which is noahstjohn.com, just my name, noahstjohn.com, um, you know, you'll see just dozens and dozens of, of real-life success stories and case studies from, you know, people who have doubled or tripled their income, you know, found the love of their lives. Actually, we had um, recently, uh, I met uh, Nathan Osmond from the famous Osmond family, and he's a touring musician and artist, as you can imagine, that's a very talented family. And yes. um, he just loved that formations, and he wrote a really, really awesome, uh, you know, review on Amazon, and and you know, put it on our website, and just he he just is on tour all the time, and he's saying, you know, he just uses that formations with his bandmates and all the people on the tour, and just a big supporter. So you know, we've got celebrities, we've got you know, car salesmen, chiropractors, insurance salesmen, moms and dads, and kids. By the way, kids love that formations. We have seven year olds, ten year olds, thirteen year olds, teenagers. I've even I got a video on one of our on Facebook, in fact, on one of our uh, social media pages, and it was a mom up in Canada who was playing my affirmations audios because we have audios too that that you know where you can listen to your affirmations throughout the day, and she was playing them for her two infants. I mean, one was like eight weeks old, and one was like a year and a half, and and you, she was you could hear my voice saying, "Why am I so happy? Why am I so successful?" And you know. With, pretty music in the background like wow now that is that's good training right there i just i tell you no i just love your passion you're so on and um it just so uh in it you know you're just exuberating that that energy of life and that and that presence of of god you're listening today to a talk about the intentional spirit with noah st john you can go to his website during break noah st john Dot com and find out more about him and how to follow his work and see where he's traveling to. We're talking about the book of Affirmations, published now in its fourth edition by Hay House. We'll be right back after this short break. You are listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. To support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Your contribution helps us broadcast messages of love and inspiration throughout the world. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. 
Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity Online Radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone, as we're talking today with Noah St. John, the Book of Affirmations. And if you're new as part of our listening audience and you want to know more about our philosophies and our beliefs, um, I would encourage you also to go to our website, unitycampus.org, unitycampus.org. You can listen often to some very positive messages that help you with your family, your goals, your dreams, your career, your life, your affluent choices, uh, changing, being sick and tired of being sick and tired, at whatever level you happen to be. There's always an answer of wisdom in there. And speaking of belief systems, uh, Noah St. John has a practice called the belief gap. Talk to us about that, Noah. What is the, the belief gap? It's actually about overcoming the belief gap. That's what affirmations, that's one of the things affirmations helps you to do. So let's take a a big picture look here, Temple, for for everyone listening so we get a real context here. So whenever you want to make changes in your life, and you just mentioned several of them, you know, you want to get a promotion or you want to start your own business or grow your business or write a book or, uh, you know, find the love of your life, lose 10 pounds, get healthy, whatever it might be, even quit smoking, overcome addiction. These are all results, outcomes that we want in our lives. So what we're really trying to do here is we're trying to go from a where you are to where you want to be. So what I call that is going from your reality that you're in to a new reality. So think about it in this way. Everybody picture this in your mind, if you would. So imagine that you're standing at the edge of a cliff, right? And right now you're standing at the edge of this cliff, and there's a, there's a, there's a chasm there that you're looking down into, and over there, uh, at the other side of this chasm, this gap, is the other ledge. Now, that's where you want to be. You're standing here, but you want to be over there. 
So that's what it's like when you're trying to make these changes in your life. Now, where you are right now is what I call your CPR. Now, that stands for your current perceived reality. Now, in your CPR, you have what you have, you know what you know, you are what you are, and you do what you do. So this is your perceived reality. And the reason that I call it your current perceived reality is because all reality is perceived reality. Perception is reality to the perceiver. Right? We all live in our own little universe. And so the point is, that's your CPR, and you would defend that to the death. And this is who I am, and this is what I do. Okay, great. But I want to be over there, right? So what you want is to be in what I call your NDR. That stands for your new desired reality. That's where you lost the weight. You made the money. You found that person. You wrote your book or got it published or became a bestseller. Right? You got the result that you were hoping for. You got the new car. And it's not always about things, remember. It's not about cars and houses and money necessarily, although that's certainly fine and not, nothing wrong with it, but also just to be happy, to have peace of mind, to sleep better, you know, just to be fulfilled, those things that can't necessarily be measured. So that's your NDR. Now, between your CPR and your NDR, there's a gap. And that's what I call your belief gap. Now, Temple, and, and you know because you work with people so many times too and, and you, know, you see people from all walks of life. And if we were to really ask people to, to tell the truth and like hook them up to a lie detector test and say, well, what is it you want? Well, I want to make more money or I want to meet that man or woman or I want to publish my book or what, become a best-selling author, right? And then you, the next question you ask them is, do you think you can do it? Most people, if they're honest, would say, well, I want to do it, but I don't know if I can do it. Mm -hmm. And so it's funny because when we talk about, you know, human beings and what we go through, there's really four stages we go through. The first stage is desire. That's what you want, right? And we all want more time, more energy, better relationships, more money, more health, more abundance, whatever that might be, right? We all pretty much want the same thing. Of course, it looks different for each person, but it's pretty much the same. So that's desire. The second stage we go to is belief. And that's where you have a belief about your ability to be, do, or have that thing that you want, right? So there, when we talk about human belief, there are two basic beliefs, and that's it. There's really only two, and that is I can or I can't. I can or I can't. I can be, do, or have that thing, or eh, I can't. I probably can't. You know, I'm probably too old. It's probably too late for me. I've made too many mistakes. Uh, I don't think I can do it. I don't know the right people. I don't have the money. I don't have the time, right? How many times do we hear this in our heads, right? We hear this every day. For many people, it's just a constant stream of negativity in our brain. Okay, so that's your belief. So, Temple, let me ask you this question. Of the two beliefs, I can or I can't, what do you think is the default human belief? I can or I can't? I can't. Exactly. Now, I've asked thousands of people that question from, you know, countries around the world. We're now in 178 countries, believe it or not, that people are using the system. But everybody agrees that the default human belief is, I can't, which begs the question, how do we get anything done around here? <laughs> We're all walking around going, oh, I probably can't do that. Ah, it's too late. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I'm probably not good enough. I don't think I'm talented enough. I'm not smart enough. Right? Here's what we do to ourselves. That's your head trash, right? So there's belief. The belief is, for most of us, I can't. So then we go to the third stage, which is action. 
action. Now, let's just walk through this very logically. If you just said that your belief is, and the default human belief is, I can't, what kind of action are you going to do? Not much, <laughs> right? Because you're going to prove yourself right. So in other words, I'll give you a perfect example of this. Everybody over the age of seven knows how to lose weight, right? How do you lose weight? There's two things you do. You eat right and exercise. That's it. There is no secret. There is no secret to weight loss. You eat right and exercise, period. And guess what? We all know that. Well, if that's true, then how could there possibly be an obesity problem in the United States? How is it possible if we all know how to lose weight? The answer is there's got to be something other than the how-tos, you see? The point is most people just don't believe they can do it or they won't be able to keep the weight off. Maybe they lose it and then they gain it all back and they say, ah, oh, I probably can't do that. You know what? Just forget it. And so they stop, not that they can't do it, but it's just they believe they can't do it. So that's the third stage is action. And then the final stage is result, outcome. What do you get? So if you just said you have this desire, you have a belief that says you can't do it, you take the action, which is nothing, what are your results going to be? Not much, right? Maybe you get lucky and get a couple things come in, but overall, and isn't that where most people are? They're beating themselves up and they're telling themselves they can't do it when they're perfectly capable of doing it. Every one of you listening, everybody listening to this program right now, listening to the sound of my voice, has so much more power in you. You have so much more power than you think. And in fact, you're creating your life right now with your thoughts. But right now, you're probably beating yourself up. You're probably telling yourself you can't do it when in fact you could do it if you would just have that little belief in yourself. There's an old phrase that says, big doors swing on small hinges. So what if we go back and we start again? We go back to desire, right? You still want the more time, more energy, better relationships, more money. You want those things, and that's perfectly fine. But then what if instead of saying you can't, what if you just change that one little thing that says, I can. I can do that. Then what are you going to do? You're going to do something, right? You're going to take action. You're going to go to that third stage. You're going to actually do something. If mm -hmm. you believe you can do something, what are you going to do? Something. <laughs> You're going to do it. I think, one of the, I think one of the things that changed me um, early on in my later 20s when I was clueless, you know, as to who I am or any of that, is that a, a middle step for me was I asked the question, how can I attract people in my life that do believe I can? Because I was so surrounded by I can't people. You know, I grew up yeah. in the I can't family. You know, I came from the I can't city. And that's why, to me, it's so profound, the work that you're doing, because when we live in that realm of I can't, it's not even, it's not, it's not a natural law. You know, in addition to what you're saying, just adding my element of it and my passion is that if you look at a little bitty twig that will come through the cement, Okay, and you're in awe of that. How did that little bitty plant come through and crack that cement? All of nature lives from the realm of I can. So when we're bombarded in our society with the believability that we can't, 
that's how we got to where we are, people, is because we're coming from this place of default, I can't, and therefore we're not living an empowered life. And, and we're sensitive to, oh, you need new medicine to make you happy, you need this, you need that. Anyway, that's my soapbox for today, Noah. So I just really love the work that you're doing because it's aligning people back with, <clears throat> excuse me, naturally who we are. We are a natural I can, not a natural I can't. I agree 100%, Emily. I love what you shared there. And it, and it is very profound, this work here that we're doing to, to elevate the human consciousness. And so now let me just finish the, the story because this is so important for people to realize. Because let's say you have a desire and then you believe you can and then you take action. That means you always get everything you want, right? <laughs> no! <laughs> no! No! No, guys, darn it, that's the sucky thing about life. It's so frustrating because you're sitting there going, but Noah, I got the desire, and I do believe, and I took action, but I didn't get what I wanted. Okay, see, now that's where, this is where so many people drop the ball, and it's not their fault, and it's, it, I just, my heart goes out to them. And, of course, I've done this, you know, a thousand times in my own life. So the point is, what happens is there are two kinds of results. This is the final stage. There's two kinds of results. There's desired results and undesired results. Desired results means you got what you wanted. You got the money. You got the promotion. You got the girl. You got the guy. You, you, you had your book published. And you go out and celebrate and high-five, and that's awesome. That's desired results. Of course, that's what we all want. But then what is the other kind? That's undesired results. That's when you didn't get the girl. You didn't get the guy. You didn't get the promotion. Somebody else got it. You're like, why did they get it? And I didn't get it. And that's the frustrating part about life. Now, let me share a story that I actually share in the book of Affirmations from my good friend, Jack Canfield. So he had a desire to publish a book called Chicken Soup for the Soul. He was meditating one day, and that name popped into his head. And he said, Chicken Soup for the Soul sounds great. And so he had a desire. Then he had a belief. He said, I can do it, right? I'm going to publish this book. And he and his co-author, Mark Richter Hansen, they took action. They went to the first publisher, right? They looked at the publishers and they said, hey, publisher, we want you to publish our book called Chicken Soup for the Soul. Now, what do you think happened at the first publisher? Did the first publisher say, hey, sounds great. Where do we, you know, sign here? No, he said, chicken soup for the what? Get out of my office. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Slam, right? I'm exaggerating, of course, but you see my point. It was a rejection. It was an undesired result. A result. Next publisher, chicken soup for the what? Slam. Third, slam, slam. You get the point, right? A lot of slams, a lot of rejections, a lot of undesired. How many, just take a guess and tell you may know the answer, but for, for those listening, take a wild guess of how many times they got an undesired result, how many rejections they got before they ever got their first yes. Take a wild guess. Wow. I would say it's in the hundreds, right? It's 144, 144 undesired results. Now, really think about that number because you just put yourself in that position. You've tried 10 times. You've gone to 10 publishers and gotten 10 rejections. Are you going to keep going? How about 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100, 120? I mean, you've got to be kidding me, right? I mean, that you would totally give up, most people, wouldn't we? I mean, we'd, be, we'd just be going, well, I guess I better do something else, man. I, I guess this isn't right for me. Or I well, guess the majority of people. The majority of people would. <laughs> I, did you see the movie uh, Jobs, about Steve Jobs? 
I didn't see that yet. I really want to see that. Oh, you're going to love it because it's, it's going to be something you're going to use. It's a tool with your talks. I'm telling you. I'm telling <laughs> you awesome. because he, he's in blue jeans working out of a garage with a group of people mm-hmm. that all look very hippie in that era, right? right? Working out sure. of a garage. They can't, you know, buy the next meal. And he has an investor come over. But it shows him calling people. Just like you're saying, he has a list, his 100-plus people list, and he gets no, no, no. People laughing, people laughing, people laughing, but he kept at it. So anyway. Exactly. So the point is, the the point of the story is that it is not that you always get what you want. And that that doesn't happen to anybody. I don't care if you're Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Donald Trump, Jack Canfield. Nobody gets what they want all the time. The, The problem is so many people give up. They just give up because that I can't. Is so strong. It's so strong. And you just said it, Temple. It's strong in the people around us, maybe. Maybe you grew up with that camp. Maybe they're still around you telling you, what do you, th- who, what do you think you're doing? Who do you think you are? No, none of, nobody in our family ever did that. And blah, 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 blah. And it's hard. It's very hard to do it all by yourself, which is one of the reasons that we teach that you've got to surround yourself with positive people, people like Temple Hayes. I mean, people who believe in you even more than you believe in yourself, probably. And so the point is, that's one of the reasons that affirmations really can make a huge difference and have made a big difference for so many people. Just to tell you a, a story from the book, uh, we had a woman named Susan who came to us from California. She was $56,000 in credit card debt when she came to us. She heard about us from a friend, and she decided to you know, get my book and my online affirmations program and really started using affirmations. Now, she was ducking calls from creditors. She was $56,000 in debt, so really, the very, she was really struggling. Well, she kept working at it, kept working at it, changed her questions, looked at her assumptions, started to believe, and definitely took action. She took action. She didn't just sit there and wait for things to happen. She kept taking action. And she got it one job after another, and she got a better job, then a better job. Long story short, six months later, six months after she came to us and started using affirmations, she had gotten a job as a television producer making six figures, a six-figure income from $56,000 in debt to a six-figure income in six months. Now she's actually nominated for an Emmy Award, and in fact, she just finished writing her first book. So, I mean, what an incredible turnaround just in the six short months from using affirmations, asking better questions, and taking action. Wow, that's powerful. That's awesome. And how long of a time did she was she able to turn that around? It, it was six months. It was a total time period of six months. And she tells the book in the uh, the book in the story. The story in the book. If you you know when you when you read the book of affirmations, there's stories right in there along with there's 24 unique case studies. Because Temple, you know, I, I get letters and emails and cards and notes notes on social media from people every day from around the world. We're in 178 countries now people who've used affirmations and changed their lives. And there's over two dozen case studies in the book about people who've lost weight or made money or gotten out of debt or found the love of their lives, overcome addiction. There's a story in there about a woman who quit smoking after she tried quitting for 20 years and could never quit smoking. She started using affirmations and quit in a matter of 60 days. I mean, Mm. so just incredible, incredible stories like that. I love it. What's the website for the book? affformationsbook.com when you go to affformationsbook a-f-f-o-r 
M-A-T-I-O-N-S, appformationsbook.com. I will actually send you the first chapter free for everyone listening. I'll give you the first chapter absolutely free at appformationsbook.com. Then when you order the book, there's actually $500 worth of bonus trading. All you have to do is go to Appformations Book and enter your in, uh, information, and I will send you, uh, in fact, one of the trainings, uh, the free trainings, is these Affirmations audios that I was mentioning a moment ago. That you can actually listen to your Affirmations as well as reading them and writing them. You can listen to them throughout the day. Even when you're busy, you can listen in the car, at home, at work, you know, while you're eating or exercising. We have even have clients listen while they sleep to their Affirmations audios. So that's all at AffirmationsBook.com. Wow. I love it. I love it. All right, everybody, go to the website so you can get on board. And while I'm thinking, okay, it's close to December, come next uh, June, uh, where can we be in six months? Based upon the questions that we ask ourselves and learning how to work with the ideas of F formation. I want to give a shout out to all of you for your continuing contributions to Unity Online Radio. It's because of you that we're able to get these incredible positive messages out in the world that offer the necessary tools for people to think in a world of a changing paradigm and so that we can all step into a greater place with our magnificence. We'll be right back after this short break. Thank you Looking for the spiritual in your everyday life? Searching for meaning in the meaningless? Check out the book, Rants to Revelations, by Reverend Ogan Holder. Using his characteristic wit, humor, and storytelling, Reverend Ogan brings spiritual insight into practically every arena of human life. From issues of spiritual growth and family life to deep theological concerns about God and reality, he combines personal narrative with philosophical and scientific understanding to bring a fresh perspective into the life of faith in today's postmodern world. Pick up a copy of Rants to Revelations today from www.rantstorevs.com. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. 
And here we are, everyone, talking about the power of affirmations and talking with Noah St. John. You can go to his website, noahstjohn.com, and find out more about the exciting work that he's doing. He's a a newly uh, brought on board Hay House author. He is selling books, changing lives, and building dreams. Noah, what a pleasure. It's so exciting to have you on our show today. Are you doing a radio show yet on Hay House? Uh, they've asked me to. They're going through a transition there at Hay House, so I, I'm kind of waiting. But, yeah, they actually did ask me. And we did several um, different programs there, like a, like a, a one-time program that was very well received. If you go to hayhouse.com and just type my name in, Noah St. John, I, I, there's an online program, of course, with the book and, and things like that. But, yeah, I mean, Hay House is great. What a, what a great organization. Oh, yeah, and if it you continue to wait, you may want to look at doing a radio show on Unity Online Radio because we reach I'd a lot of to. people. It's an amazing uh, outlet. Anyway, I'd here we to. are today. We looked at the the gap, the belief gap, and um, walk us through a little bit of, of the way that we can get into the practice of affirmations. And so there's like a four-step process, isn't there? We in our society tend to like steps. I don't know why. Uh, Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Covey would really say, yeah, people love steps. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, <laughs> he can, he can be on the other side of that one, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> you have a, a step process that kind of is about the app formations, and we kind of um, alluded to it in the beginning of the show, but walk us through your four steps. Absolutely. And that's really, it is. You're right. People do love steps. And I'm a, I'm a simple guy, so I like things very simple. And what I've noticed about me and, and my clients is that when it's, when it's complicated, we tend not to do it. You know, that's when you yep. tend to put things off. It's like, what, where am I supposed to start? So I just really like step one, two, three, four. I mean, I'm just, I've always been that way. And people really, uh, they tell me that they really appreciate that I make it so simple and it's easy to do. And I'm pretty sure that's one of the reasons why people get these really, really great results. And like, you know, just over the last few years, we've helped business owners, for example, add over $55 million in new revenues. I mean, just in their businesses, whether it's home-based business or, or, you know, big companies and things like that. So it's really exciting. So one of the first, so the first step is to ask yourself what you want. What is it that you want? You've got to know your destination. Uh, you've heard that before, and you, you know that's true. And one of the things that happens, though, is a lot of people are scared to say what they want. They're, they're afraid of their own desires, and, and that's very normal. It's very common. That's one of the things that I work on all the time with my coaching clients is it's actually okay, and that's, frankly, one of the reasons why my first book was called Permission to Succeed. That was the entire point that you probably know how to succeed, but you haven't given yourself permission to do it. And so that's what that's all about. The first step is to understand and ask yourself what it is that you really want. And by the way, in the book of affirmations, we give you over 400 unique affirmations in all different areas, from health and well-being to money and abundance to spiritual growth, life and happiness, family relationships, overcoming fear, and so forth. So I highly recommend that you write down what you want in every area. I call them the 10 major areas of life. So those are the 10 major areas. And you get as specific as you can. So that's the first step. The second step is to affirm, is to ask yourself empowering questions based on what you want. So, for example, going back to Susan, that example that I shared with you earlier, went from 
$56,000 in debt to six-figure income in six months, one of the things she wanted was to get out of debt, right? I mean, that's pretty obvious, you know, uh, that, okay, I want to pay off my debt. I want to have income. You know, she didn't have a job. She, she was um, almost homeless is what she told us. So, I mean, it was, again, she was really struggling. So my point is then you ask these empowering questions. So let's say you want to uh, get out of debt, right? So you, one of the questions you could ask is, why is it so easy for me to get out of debt? Now, you can ask that question, but then you've got to do step three, which is you have to accept the truth of that question. Now, here's what I mean by that. This is not magic, all right? This is science. Everyone listening to this program right now, everyone listening to my voice, and frankly, every person on planet Earth, right now is using affirmations. Right now, you are using affirmations. The problem is most of you are using them against yourself, Use, uh, asking these very negative, disempowering questions, like, why am I so broke? Why am I so fat? Why can't I ever get out of debt? Why can't I make anything happen? Why can't I never meet the right man or woman for me? You see my point? You're doing this. Now, remember, you're not doing it on purpose. Nobody gets up in the morning and says, wow, this looks like a great day. You know what? I think I'm going to ask myself really bad questions today. I think I'm going to hold myself back from success today. You know, no, nobody does that. It's impossible. But remember, your brain is very much like an iceberg. Only about 5% is conscious above the surface. The vast 90 95%, and this is shown by scientific study, is in the subconscious, which means you just don't think about what you don't think about. So the problem is that you're probably sowing these really disempowering thought seeds without your awareness. That's one of the things that, that I should say, one of the main benefits of using affirmations is you start to realize, oh my gosh, I didn't know I was asking all these lovely questions. Wow, no wonder. You see? <laughs> and so you're, you're very powerful. Everybody, every one of you is very powerful, but you're using it, your own brain against yourself. Okay, so that's the third step is to accept. And by the way, there are four main ways to accept the truth of your new questions, which is reading, writing, speaking, and listening. Those are the four modes of human communication, reading, writing, speaking, and listening. So I highly recommend you do all of them. You read the book, you go over them in your mind, you write them down, you say them out loud, and then you listen to them using those affirmations audios that I mentioned a while ago. Again, those are free. You can get those for free when you get the book and put in your information at affirmationsbook.com. Okay, so that's the third step. And then the final step, and this is the most important one, is you must take action. You have to do something. You know, there, there have been a lot of people and teachers and movies, Temple, and I know you know this, that basically say, well, just sit around and think about money, and money will pour in from the sky. Well, I don't know what planet that works on, but I would be happy to move to that planet where you don't have to do anything and money pours in. Unfortunately, on the planet Earth, we have to do that annoying thing called work, right, to get the results that we want, whether it's more money or better health or better relationships or, you know, to find that right person. I mean, you, it, it doesn't make any sense. And, in fact, it's ludicrous. So, so the example that I would give you would be imagine somebody telling you, well, just sit there and think about being healthy, eat junk foods and never exercise, and, of course, you're going to lose weight. I mean, there's no sane person that would believe that. And for some reason, we, we some, for some reason, believe it with money because, you know, it's just easy to sell that. And so the, the, prob the problem is it doesn't work. It's not real. So like I said a moment ago, this is not magic. It's science. 
you must take action. You know, like going back to Susan. I mean, she didn't just sit around and think about money and, you know, imagine that it was just chase for her. She went out. She was going on, uh, you know, interviews. She sent out her resume. I mean, she was making phone calls, you know, taking lots and lots of action. But here's what I'm going to say to you, everyone listening, is you need to become what I call an imperfect action taker. What so many people are doing, Temple, is they're waiting for everything to be perfect before they will take action. The problem is it never happened. It'll Good never luck with be that one. <laughs> It'll never happen. And that's why I use me as a perfect example. Go back to 1997. I had absolutely no clue what I was doing. I mean, I was a religious studies major. I never had a single class in accounting, business, marketing, sales. I had no money, no experience, no contacts, no clue what I was doing. And yet here I built a seven-figure business working out of my home. Now, I made every mistake you could possibly make. I mean, I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I just kept taking one imperfect step at a time. So I share that story with you, you know, in the hopes of inspiring people and encouraging them to say, well, if he can do it, I can do it. I, I bet you I would guarantee that almost everyone listening to me right now is in a better position than I was when I started. So you've got to become that imperfect action taker. Just take that one step at a time. Keep asking better questions. And you know what? Things will work out. You know, you have so much zeal. You, know? <laughs> you would you would make Charles Fillmore very, very proud. <laughs> I don't imagine you ever have really an off day, do you? Well, this is my favorite thing, Temple, just like you. You know what? It's, it's such an honor to, to be able to share, you know, this teaching that really does change lives and, you know, getting tens of thousands of stories and thank yous and, um, you know, by the way, the reason that the book is called The Book of Affirmations, the subtitle is Discovering the Missing Piece to Abundant Health, Wealth, Love, and Happiness. The reason we call it The Missing Piece is because we had hundreds and hundreds of people write to me over the years and say, Noah, thank you so much for giving me The Missing Piece. This is The Missing Piece I've been looking for my whole life. I mean, these were unsolicited, you know, testimonials, endorsements, case studies that just kept pouring in. And what was so funny is they just kept all saying the same thing. Thank you for giving me the missing piece. This is the missing piece I've been looking for my whole life. And so when we were coming up with the title of the book, I, I said to Hay House, I said, we should probably call it the missing piece because that's what everybody else calls it. Mm. Well, I tell you, I, it's it's just so great seeing the work that you're doing out in the world and, and the way that you're connecting. And, and I, I love that you're saying it. it's a science because it proves itself over and over again. And it's so obvious with so many stories that are in, in your book. I would encourage you to consider, those of you that are listening, that this would be the kind of book that you'd want to give somebody that you really care about or somebody that you're really wanting to see go a step further, or if you're a manager and you want to coach your team to the next level, this would be an excellent way to start. Noah, it's been a pleasure having you on our show today. Um, We have about another minute left. Is there some uh, final statement that you would like to connect with with people and, and share? Absolutely. I'll just leave you with this one final thought for everyone. And these are five words that have changed my life and have changed the lives of thousands of people around the world, and I hope they help you to reach your next level, and that is give yourself permission to succeed. I really, really know that every one of you is so much more powerful than you think, and right now you're probably driving down the road of life with one foot on the brake. 
but you don't have to do that anymore. Just get your foot off the brake, ask better questions, use these affirmations, and give yourself that permission to succeed. Give yourself permission to succeed. And that's the beauty of it is that each and every one of you, you can start today, absolutely, right here and right now. Remember, you can go to Noah's website, noahstjohn.com. Please visit us at unitycampus.org. And thank you for your continuous support of the show, The Intentional Spirit. God bless you, everyone, and we continue to welcome this amazing journey that we call life. Thank you, Noah. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They share Unity's classic teachings. Join Reverend Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, For Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic teachings. Follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine these foundational teachings through the works of Unity authors past and present. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic teachings, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Repeat the words, God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and 
practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.